What's the matter, Barney? Don't you ever sleep? No, what happened to your girlfriend? <laughs> Another one bites the dust, brother. I was going to paint this for her, and uh, you know what? I'm going to finish it. And I'm just going to smash the shit out of it. You want to be alone? Not really. So what's up? On this island, there was this girl. Well, usually are. Yeah. She showed us around. She was the target's daughter. And when she had a chance to leave, she didn't do it. Yeah. She had some guts. Why can't I get that out of my mind? Huh. Well, she stands for something. You know, man, we don't stand for shit. We used to, but that dried all up like this is gonna dry all up. This your paint is gonna dry. What's right up? Just mm -hmm. belief, man. Just the belief in the soul. Just, I don't know, the human parts, brother. Last week, uh, apologies for that. That was entirely my fault. I had funerals and other family um, crap going on. Uh, that's luckily all now behind me, and I get to look forward to. Well, I, I've got I've got two weeks off out of the next four, um, starting the week after this. So, yay! Uh, and part of that, of course, is spending some time with my uh, wonderful co-host Ian at Frightfest. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Uh, also with the possibility of a um, a brief appearance from uh, my wife Becky as well. Oh, for Friday. Uh, she might be popping down to London to visit a friend the same weekend because our daughter is going to Leeds Fest. Yes, my ten-year-old daughter is going to Leeds Fest. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, um, our Becky's cousin. Um, who looks after it for quite a bit uh, is going to Leeds Fest, and she doesn't uh, she doesn't drink uh, or smoke or anything like that. Uh, and she said, if you want, I'll happily go in the family area and camp in the family bit, and, and I'll take it as because she wants to see Paramore and she wants to see a few of the other bands that are there. So I said, like, yeah, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah, so she's going to Leeds Fest. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, thing, the, the other thing is, as well, if there's any problem or anything like that, which I highly doubt there would be, uh, it's it, it's 25 minutes away from from York. So. 
Which nice. is an Arcana. So yes, so, so yeah, uh, apologies for not being here last week, but um, well, well, it's helped us get back onto like a track where we're recording on a sort of weekday and then we're getting it released sort of midweek. Um, so episode four, what have we got in store for you? Uh, we've got the we've got two main reviews uh, because obviously we missed last week's, but last week's film is a film we must definitely uh, want to talk about. Uh, so we're going to bring you a review of Matt Reeves' Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Then we're going to give you our retro review of Michael Mann's The Keep. And then we're going to give you this week's uh, major review, uh, which is of Hercules, uh, the Brett Ratner, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson origin story. Um, and uh, then we'll answer some Twitter questions and we'll also give trailers and there'll be tangents and also other bits like that. Anything else you can think of here? Um, no. Right. No, no I've, got, I've got a couple of things before we get into trailers that I just want to kind oh, of on. go over. Uh, first of all, for the first one, uh, it's a very minor thing, uh, but then the second one's slightly, slightly more to it. The first one, Ian, did you see uh, that Robert Rodriguez gave himself a character poster for Sin City? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. What a cunt. I mean, I... I, 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 I I quite enjoy a lot of Rob Rodriguez movies, and I, I, you know, I don't, I, I can accept the fact that he is a bit of an ego. Uh, but yeah, giving yourself a character poster, and actually having the little bit that where it says, you know, on all of them, it, it says who they are, having director, that's a little bit. Do you know what? <laughs> Brian Singer got his own Empire cover. He did, yes. But. For X Men: Days of Future Past, and I think it's it's I kind of agree, but at the same time, it's kind of I think it's kind of cool that the filmmakers can actually kind of have that kind of recognition as well yeah, I, I at least point, in yeah. the crowd. But but yeah, the thing is with Rodriguez, you know he's trying to kind of build up an image, whereas Brian Singer, frankly, around the time of Days of Future Past, it was a good idea that he wasn't, wasn't doing in the public eye. Yeah. You know, even even though those charges have now been like uh, have been dismissed as well. Yeah. Uh, which 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 I hope some people on Twitter who were making some comments about Brian Singer around the time those allegations came out are now maybe thinking twice about saying things like that again in the future. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very tricky road to tread, I think, uh, in, in commenting on certain things like that. There is a lot of, there's a lot of grey areas, um, and also there's a lot of people who, who see an angle uh, to make money. Obviously, there are, I, I, I bet there are a lot of, of things that happen that never, ever come, come to light because people are scared that they will be seen as just wanting to make money. But it, it does seem a little bit like sometimes people enjoy when things like that kind of happen. They see it as a want to beat somebody with, and it's kind of a little bit like, really? Grow up. <laughs> I, I, you, you know what? Like, the guy likes to fuck guys yeah. and, young, and young guys, but how many directors... Like have have in the past liked to fuck young <laughs> girls, and I, mean, I don't mean young as in underage. Like underage. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm talking like twenty, like twenty-one year old well, models we're, we're or whatever, about... you know, or even eighteen-year-old models. It is what yeah, it is. We're going to talk about a but... film later on, directed by a guy who freely admits he likes to do that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yet, 
because Brian Singer's gay and these allegations come out and people are like telling stories that they've heard about Brian Singer that, you know, immediately it kind of feels like some people were, were like, well, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he is guilty. I There's a double standard there that I find uh, uh, unfortunate and disturbing. Mm. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. It's, uh, it's a strange one, that one. It was... It seems to happen at a very convenient time for some, didn't it? Mm. I, it do, you know, do you know what, as well? I, I mean, like, Robert Rodriguez, it would seem like likes to fuck as well. Yes. You know, but getting back onto the Robert Rodriguez thing, you know, I mean, like, Christ, he left his wife for Rose McGowan. Mm. Um, you know, his so, wife, who was also you know, one not, of the producers of his films. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth Everland, her name is, isn't mm. it? And it, it, it's... Um, yeah. Hmm. Mm. I, 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 oh my God, Jordan's just told me the Fury Road footage is online. Ooh. Ooh. Is it actual footage or is it cam footage? I, I'm assuming it's cam footage, but oh. Should we pause a minute? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we had a quick break there uh, because uh, we were informed by Jordan that uh, the uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, Comic Con footage had gone live, so we'll 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 do trailers and we'll do this uh, first, and then we'll quickly just talk about what the other bit I was wanting to sort of chat about, and then we'll move into to Donna Planet the Apes. So Ian, first uh, proper footage of uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, what do you think? Because uh, what was it uh, you offered uh, George Miller the uh, chance to? Uh, what was it? Ah, oh, yeah, no, a blowy. A blowy. Um, I would happily, happily, happily guzzle down the gravy um, if he would let me see it before my birthday coming up two weeks Friday. So uh, there you go, George Miller, it's out there. Yeah, but, um, um, I, I will, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in something like a reach around or something like that as well, uh, just to sweeten the deal. Nice. Nice. I... So tweets were coming out, and I'm assuming what actually showed at Comic Con was more than more than this. Um, I'm assuming this is kind of like a just a teaser trailer that maybe played at the end of the presentation or something, mm. because tweets were coming out yesterday saying this is going to redefine action cinema. It looks like it's going to feature the greatest car chases ever, and you know, I mean, it, it, I don't think you can get that from this teaser because it's all. It's it's all cut very fast, mm. um, but uh, I mean it, it looks fantastic. Um, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean Jesus Christ, uh, you know there, there there is some mental stuff going on here, and I don't think it's going to be a film of characterization or anything like that. I think the uh, the momentum is going to be the story, mm. um, but what is there looks. Incredible! It just it, it I I the it just the fact that it all looks like it's like just blue skies and this barren wasteland yeah. and I I mean I was reading that apparently like Tom Hardy has like thirty lines in the entire film or something and that that'll do. Yeah, he, he, apparently he is the main character um, along with Charlize Theron has a lot to do in it apparently. Uh, I mean also apparently tensions between those two. Well, no, sorry, between Theron and Hardy were quite um, 
they didn't get on, apparently, but Hardy seems to know nothing about this. She's complained and said that he's a... He can. He, he said he's brilliant, but he can be a nightmare to work with. And Hardy's response was, oh, I didn't realise she felt like that. I thought she was lovely. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I mean, you can kind of understand that with Tom Hardy. He seems like he's a very intense actor who takes his shit seriously. A lot so of you can people imagine... say the same thing about him. That the, the first time you actually kind of meet Tom Hardy is at like a, a rap party or at the premiere of the movie. And you're like, that's fucking weird. He's completely different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that I, I don't know. It is what it is. It is his process. I imagine like De Niro is probably much the same as that, you know. Um, and I mean, I couldn't really give a fuck as long as he's, you know, as long as he's actually a nice guy. Probably, you know, that's, that's probably that's a... he, he is he's lovely. Um, I, yeah, I love the yeah. fact that this is um, that we're getting essentially a. <sighs> he's been remiss. Uh, I call it a reboot. It's definitely not a remake. It's and he doesn't want to call it a reimagining. He's kind of just said it's it's the same universe is yeah. what he said. But it, it's amazing the fact that we've got Mad Max, which kind of launched the career of George Miller, and it launched the career of uh, Mel Gibson. Um, and that was in sort of like the you know the late seventies in seventy nine, I think he came out in. Um, but it's nice the fact that. All of the Mad Max films have been directed by and written by George Miller. Yeah, that's I, I think it's good the fact that we're getting that, and it, it it makes me a lot more pumped for it, knowing that it's the guy who imagined that universe is still the guy who's imagining that universe. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it because it it kind of seems like he he knows that Beyond Thunderdome was not the greatest film. I mean, like, I, I think one of his friends died during the making of it mm. or something, or maybe a stuntman died, and he was pretty much, like, fell out in, of love with it because it's co-directed with someone else who's beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, George Glevy, I think it is, uh, who, yeah, uh, who did nothing else. Sorry, go on. He did nothing else. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, it does kind of... It, it feels half-hearted. Well, the thing is, the first half of Beyond the Funded, Beyond Thunderdome feels like Mad Max. Mm. The second half feels like what the fuck. Yeah, it, 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 there's definitely a point where you can kind of go, this doesn't feel like the same film anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it is. There is almost like Miller kind of went, I'm done with this, and they got somebody else in like the next day and went, just finish it. Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, and I mean, I, I don't know. That is what it is. But it, it, it's. I, I, I think he's going to be kind of making up for it here, and I, I couldn't be happier about that. It's. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. I'm, I'm mm. worried about how, you know, it, it, summer next year is insanely crowded, and it's going to be interesting to see how this fares in that battlefield um but i mean if it hits it could be huge it's one of those ones where it could be huge or it could be the um the the, the bomb of 2015 i don't think it's gonna bomb i, I mean it i don't think don't know, i don't think it's gonna make it, it's not gonna make sort of five six hundred million it, it's gonna be looking at around the 250 300 million mark because it's going to be a... I can't see this in a PG-13. 
it's going to be an R-rated movie slash 15, I would think. It's got a kind of hope for that Prometheus kind of thing where somehow it just seems to... Uh, it, it, it just seems to manage to... I, I, I find some sort of weird zeitgeisty mm. kind of thing. I think it will. You know, I, yeah, fair enough. I, I hope it does. I, I, I really hope it does because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, the initial trilogy. Um, I mean, I absolutely adore um, Road Warrior. Uh, I think it's, a, it's one of one of the great action films of all time. Uh, oh, God, yeah. The, uh, I mean, yeah, the Road Warrior is um, in, incredible. If, if, it's, if it's anywhere near... Uh, that level of quality, um, then it's one of my most anticipated movies of next year. Let's just say that without question. Yeah, man. In, in what is going to be quite a big year. Mm. Uh, so, go on, Ian. Uh, what other trailers have you been watching? Okay, so I watched uh, the uh, kind of leaked cam footage of the uh, the teaser for Batman versus Superman: colon, Dawn of Justice, and um, yeah, I mean. Have you have you seen this? I've not, to be honest. I'm gonna wait until a, a, a until a proper um, version of it comes out. I I, I struggle uh, with cam versions um, it, to watch it's, them. It's it's very funny uh, because there's a guy in the audience who just sounds like he is literally just like spurted out a pint of cum. <laughs> uh, it's 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 really really funny. Um, but, I mean, the, the imagery looks good. I mean, it sets up the tone well. There's not an awful lot to it, but it, it, I don't know. It looks fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, I saw the teaser trailer for Horns, uh, which looks all right. It looks like it'll be a good halloween kind of film. Yeah. Um, so the, tra- the trailer for Kevin Smith's Tusk, which um, I'm hoping they amp up the horror elements and it's not just Canada jokes. Uh, but this looks interesting, and visually, it, it looks like another step up for Smith. So, um, well, he, good he, on him. He's taken a lot of cues from. He, he actually says uh, in the um, Brett Easton listing, he, actually, he explains the fact that he watched the um, Room uh, 237 documentary, um, and they go on about um, Kubrick's obsession with symmetry in that. So, he watched that just as it started doing Tusk. So then he said that, you know, he was consciously looking for symmetry in everything with in Tusk. So every sort of flat shot where it's framed, he wanted like a, he wanted symmetry if it sat there. And it's going to, when you look at the trailer, you're going, oh, you can actually, you can see that a little bit there. And he said, you know, it's not as meticulous as, as like Kubrick's where there was this perfect symmetry. He said, but, you know, I found myself noticing going, oh, let's, that, there's a thing there. Can we put another one of them at that side so it gets that? And I want, I want it to look like that. And he, he said it was just about having that kind of, you know, that kind of creative juices flowing with that. And you, you could kind of see that a little bit in the trailer. It was, it was quite nice to see. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it looks like he's got his, he got, he's got his kind of Fun passion. Back. Yeah, passion. Yeah, exactly. Like, like like he's gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this. It it still looks like a Kevin Smith movie, uh, which I think is the what will make it great on some people. Um, but also it, it's got kind of a gothicy, uh, kind of macabre kind of look to it, and it 
let's be honest, it's Michael Parks. Michael Parks, I could watch him read anything. It's it's wonderful. I appreciate that it looks like they're not, like beyond the initial kind of sniggering at the concept, they're not going to be sniggering at it too much in the film. Because yeah. if that did actually happen in real life, what if what happened in this film in real life happened, you wouldn't expect the person going through it to be quipping yes. or, or anything like that. And it kind of looks like they're actually going down a serious route. I'm, yeah, I, I'm very, very intrigued. I still think the guy is a bit of a douche, but... But I think I, he'd admit that he's, he, he has the, the capacity to be a bit of a douche quite a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, I think he would as well. I, I, I'm very, I'm very interested in Tusk. Yes, I, I, I very, am I, very, yeah. very interested. And you know what? That's a win. <laughs> I didn't think I would be. Uh, but yeah, so that's Tusk. Um, trailer for Whiplash. Um, kind of like hot out of Sundance film, which um, I don't know. It, it, it looks it. Um, it looks like it's going to be all about Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, but that's fine. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, Miles uh, Teller seems to be seems to be dancing quite nicely between doing, you know, not like not like um, tempo blockbuster movies, but doing sort of quite mid budget um, comedy fare and things like that, and then also at the side of it doing some sort of interesting kind of independent work with this and the spectacular now from that last year, which is a great film. Um, you know, he's using that to kind of display his sort of acting chops while at the time kind of just using that and absolutely for that kind of Vince Vaughn like early Vince Vaughn like charisma that he's got to do the comedy bits. It's he's treading quite an interesting path at the moment. Um, I, I think Whiplash looks very good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's uh, yeah, I was I was really really pleasantly surprised with it. I, I must say, so good on him. Um, uh, oh, sorry, no, I was talking about Tusk there. Sorry, I kind of lost my lost my thought a bit. Um, sorry, Mark. No worries. You, you went Tusk. They went to Whiplash. What else have you been watching? Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. Fucking hell. Um, sorry, I had a momentary... It's the heat. Fucking... Yeah, I think it is. Um, just just, just, sorry, just to put it across, in England, to anyone outside of the UK that's listening to this, we're not used to warm weather, like, really at all. And Ian actually hates warm weather as well. I fucking hate warm yeah. weather. And it, it, is, um, it is, like, for the past week, it has been between sort of 25 and 30 degrees uh, in, in the UK, which, if you're using Fahrenheit, is I don't know what it is, but to put it correctly, it's fucking warm. Really fucking warm. And we're just not used to it. <laughs> so, every so often, we just kind of just go, blah, blah. <laughs> and then start again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, I, I just, I, I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that, because it sounded like I was losing my mind for a second there. Um, I'm going to leave a, a certain comedy trailer to you because I know you're very <laughs> excited about it, but I'll, uh, I'll move on. The, uh, the teaser trailer for Fifty Shades of Grey, which um, 
I'll watch the Cobra Johnson getting spanked for a couple of hours, but it doesn't look, really look like that's what this film is. No. So, or at least she's going to be spanked in like the last 15 minutes. It looks like the kind of like the climax of this film as such is going to be Dakota Johnson getting spanked. So yeah. um, like the way the trailer is making it looked out, look, look, it makes it look as if that's going to be some sort of final act revelation. I kind of thought that's what 50 shades of gray was about. Well, but... that's, that's it. I, because we have, I, I've not read the book. I, I've, I've heard about the book, but I've not heard the actual kind of, actually what's in the book I've heard what people have said is in the book rather than the actual full kind of bones of it all um, but my thing about it is, is I love that kind of seedy sleazy early 90s where we had things like Basic Instinct and Sliver and Body Evidence and Colour of Night and films like that I, I love those films I think they're great to watch um, I, was, I was hoping for something like that what we actually seem to get from the trailer, and granted, it, it's a two-minute trailer, but, you know, this the Christian Grey character seems to be, instead of being a sexually aggressive guy who's into um, quite heavy bondage, who kind of introduces this young, kind of naive girl uh, into this, uh, which I'll come to in a second, uh, it, it, it kind of seems a little bit like, oh, I, I've had such a troubled life, and it's, it's given me all of these these horrible kind of inclinations to the things that I like sexually and, and oh, you, you might not like this. Like, for God's sake, dude, you either want to do it or you don't. Stop acting like a fucking yeah. baby about it. And also as well... because yeah, I thought he was supposed to be... I thought he was supposed to be, like, really, like, he was the gung-ho one. Yeah. But... It, 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 she seems more sexually aggressive than... And I don't mean, like, rapey. I mean, like, sexually confident than he does. He seems a little bit, like... He'd be all in it, he'd be like with the fucking paddles and shit like that. And then the minute it finished, he'd be crying. He'd have like that that post-sex kind of guilt thing where he'd be crying and he'd have to just jump into a fucking a swimming pool of fucking puppies and Scrooge McDuckett just to get back on an even playing field with himself. And there's a moment in the trailer where Dakota Johnson says... Did you just say Scrooge McDuckett yeah. like into a pile of puppies? Like, that's... I've never heard the use of Scrooge McDuckett before, but I want to use it all the time from now on. Good work. Thank you. I use it quite a bit. Um, yeah, Dakota Johnson, at one point, and I can't remember the exact words of it, um, it actually says, uh, I mean, look at me. And it's like, what? Look at you. You're an incredibly attractive woman. <laughs> Seriously, are you really going to go down that fucking line with us? Yeah. Um, and also as well, the Beyonce re-recording her own song, but just making it sound a little bit more sultry by going slower and a little bit lower. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I was looking forward to that movie in, in a bizarre way until that trailer. And now all I've got to look forward to is the possibility of Dakota Johnson getting spanked. It's a good possibility. It's yeah. a very good possibility, yeah. I'm going to text him in a second. I know I am. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. I, I'm surprised Don hasn't shouted up at me, to be honest. But <laughs> um, hang on. Actually, I have got something. Oh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah. 
uh, very quickly as well, because I realised, fuck it, that was 20 to 7, all right. Um, the November Man, very generic looking Pierce Brosnan thriller, whatever. Nightcrawler, that looks interesting. That looks I'm really intrigued. fucking good. I mean, Gyllenhaal's just, he's doing some fucking interesting looking work recently. Defo, yes. Um, Honeymoon looks like something I'm going to Netflix, but looks like it could be interesting, creepy. Uh, the one I love looks looks like it might be a bit clever, clever for its own good. But then again, I kind of thought that about safety not guaranteed, and I end up, ended up really liking that, so who knows? Mm. Um, Annabelle uh, teaser for the Conjuring spin-off, which I'm intrigued by. Yeah. That's about it. Um, why not? Uh, Ouija or Ouija, whatever. Um, it's a Bloomhouse film, so I'm somewhat interested because of that. Uh, but who knows? Hector and the Search for Happiness. Simon Pegg, stop making quirky comedy drama things that are destined to get three out of five everywhere. Yes. Push yourself. He won. Um, and, and, yeah, I think I'm done. Cool. Um, ones I'll add to that, then. Uh, would be the first one at uh, the trailer for Get On Up, the James Brown uh, biopic. Um, yes, it's a James Brown bi- biopic. Uh, that's sold, absolutely. Um, glad they didn't um, go down the route of uh, just shamelessly uh, getting a, a musician to make their almost like acting debut and then do a, have a script that contains nothing that happened in real life, um, like a upcoming Jimi Hendrix biopic we're getting. Um, but Get On Up does look really, really fucking good, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And then, of course, the trailer, the the, the, the absolute um, best trailer we saw uh, this past fortnight. Uh, the uh, Red Band was released for a film that only I wanted, <laughs> I, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. You kind of did will it into existence, yes. <laughs> Literally did, yes. Um, we've got a Red Band trailer for Christmas is big, huge Christmas family movie. <laughs> um, the uh, wonderful sequel um, to 2010's best comedy of the decade, Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Um, How is there? How is there a Hot Tub Time Machine 2? How hasn't there been a Hot Tub Time Machine 2 yet? (laughs) It's a marvellous film. My only concern about Hot Tub Time Machine 2, and I have one minor concern... They don't appear to go skiing in it, which is a minor concern. Um, there's no, <laughs> there's no John Cusack being a miserable bastard uh, and stinking the place out. It is uh, literally just that that weird fat-looking kid, uh, Rob Corddry and Craig Robinson. There's a, have you watched the trailer for it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, there's there's some. I honestly, I've watched it about five times. I'm so looking forward to this movie. It's untrue. The great moment of you look like a minor Tyler Perry character. Stitches, stitches. You look like Billy Zane's dick, except not as pretty. Stitches. And then the this is like fringe, and then they start singing at him. Just that. Yeah. All right. The loser song was funny. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I honestly. It is now one of my five most anticipated movies for the rest of this year. It's Hot Tub Time Machine 2. 
and part of me is going, I, I hope, I hope, because let's face it, no one's going to like this movie. We know no one's going to like this movie, apart from probably me. Everyone is going to hate it, it's going to get shit all over, it's going to make next to no fucking money, but it, the, the, the thing is, the victory of this film isn't what happens next, it's that it exists. <laughs> that is this film's victory. Nothing else that happens beyond the film existing even matters. It doesn't matter if it's good. It just it exists, and that is enough for me. And I kind of hope that it goes to VOD, because then I won't have to worry about the fact that I might have to go to the cinema three or four times in a week to watch all of the other stuff that's out at Christmas. I am so much looking forward to this movie, and I don't care how horrible and tragic and terrible a person that makes me. Yeah, I mean... I, it it looks all right. I mean, it, it, the, the 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 loser song is, is is great. I mean, I mean, it's straight up that that is very very funny. I just I love your enthusiasm. You're, <laughs> you're an idiot. But I love your enthusiasm. I, I I don't I don't disagree with a single one of those points. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's that's it for uh, trailers. Um, yes, we'll get into Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, so we'll play your trailer from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, and then we'll we'll go monkey mad for it. you want. There must be another way. War has already begun. 
Okay, you heard a trailer there for Dawn of Planet of the Apes, uh, the sequel uh, to, or the continuation, uh, to the 2011 surprise hit Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, in the director's chair this time is Matt Reeves of uh, Cloverfield fame. Am I right there? Yeah, I'm right there. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. cool. For some reason, my brain said, we didn't do that. But the part of my brain was going, yes, he did. Um, stars Andy Serkis, uh, Jason Clark, Gary Oldman, Kay Russell, um, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee, uh, Tony Kebble turns up, which we just realised that that was Tony Kebble. Um, so, story is, uh, it's set, um, is, it, it's, it's, uh, is it eight years after the collapse of humanity, essentially? Um, uh, ten. Ten, they ten say, years. Uh, ten winters. Ten winters, yes. Yeah. So, so it's set ten years um, after uh, the events of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, man is um, living um, basically like the Dark Ages, um, and the apes have formed uh, a, a home in the uh, the redwoods that they were fleeing through at the end of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, but now um, man has come back onto their door um, because they want to get the dam working uh, to start getting power back to uh, San Francisco because they believe that that is how they're going to get humanity uh, started again. So, uh, Ian, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, did it live up to your expectations? Uh, and if it didn't live up to quite to your expectations, was it still very good? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it pretty much did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I was not disappointed in the slightest. Not at all. Uh, but I do think it has a couple of minor issues that stop it from being the kind of like the five out of five one of the best summer blockbusters of all time kind of thing but you know that though that being my only quibble is still a hell of an achievement you know um i think that whenever it's just the apes it is pretty fantastic yeah um you know it, it just the humans do feel somewhat underwritten. And while I think with Rise, I think Franco's kind of story and his arc feel necessary and and kind of have a kind of vitality about them. I'm not so fussed on what's going on with the humans here. Um and I I will say Gary Oldman is too big an actor for the part he is playing here. Do you mean too, um, too big a name or too big uh, an actor as in Gary Oldman too? No, too, too, too big a name. I think, you know, Gary Oldman can go large when he wants to, obviously. I mean, Leon and the Fifth Element spring immediately to mind. Mm. Um, but it just... It kind of feels like his part in RoboCop. It, it's it's weird. It seems like Gary Oldman's very happy to take well, the third or fourth build name in a lot of big big films. He, he freely admits that he does these these type of movies for one reason only: money. Even though he has come out and said he's genuinely very happy with how this particular film oh, has yeah. come out. But I think when he went into it, 
uh, I think, in, in a way, it was a paycheck for him, and then it, it's turned out to be a much not 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 a paycheck like like Bruce Willis accepts paychecks. Um, I think that Gary Oldman is a little more selective in his in his paychecks. Uh, but I think it was maybe one that he thought, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And then when it's turned out, he's watched it and gone, this is a really good movie. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, I, that, I think that's exactly it. And that, that is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's fantastic. Um, I, but I mean, like Jason Clark, it, 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 it's I, I think Jason Clark is very good generally. I don't think he's doing much here. But I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get into it though. I mean, like I'm I'm very much more very very much more for this film than against it by a margin. But uh, Mark, go on. Yeah, I mean, I was I was less of a fan of Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, than, than yourself, although I was was still a very big fan of, of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, but I, again, was very much looking forward to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I pretty much fell for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes within the first um, sort of 10, 15 minutes. I, I loved the, that. The, the, the first the, the first 20, 20 minutes or so is like the, the best first 20 minutes of any film this year. Yeah, like, there, there is there is no film that beats it. Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely agree with that. I think it's it's incredible. It, 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 it's, it's kind of heartwarming um, and it, it makes you kind of smile it's wonderful to see uh, the interaction between the apes like you say the apes time is when this film is at its best and this film is about the apes the, the human characters are very much incidental characters within this their their plot devices um and occasionally they they have to be a little bit more than plot devices um just to ensure i think the fact that i think if if they wanted to, and if they could, they'd have just made a movie that had no humans in it, and it was just the apes. But they know that people aren't going to, that certain people aren't going to watch that. Um, but it, 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 it shines when you've got these interactions. The the effects work and the the acting work is, is in, incredible. I mean, I think what they've created in um, in Cobra is one of one of cinemas great um, sort of villains, one of the cinemas, I, I mean like family um, cinema, sort of proper family entertainment, which is what Don the Planet of the Apes is, it, it, it's great family entertainment. Um, and they've created one of the great villains in something like Cobra because he has that kind of, I mean, he looks mean, he looks angry and, you know, he's almost sociopathic in it and there's a, you know, He's sinister with it and everything like that. I, I absolutely loved it. I think it, it goes on. It's a little bit too long. I think they could have sh- they could have trimmed a little bit fat. But then again, would I have wanted them to trim any fat? I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I yeah, the the human characters are, are not fleshed out enough to make you give a shit about them. But I like the fact. And remember, all spoilers all the time, people. Um, I like the fact that. There's no closure on what happens to Jason Clark. He literally, quite literally, and not figuratively, just fades into the shadows. Yeah. And that's it. And I was praying when that happened, please don't let the last scene be Jason Clark, K. Russell, and Cody Smith McPhee getting in a car and driving away. 
please let it, let that be the last human bit we get and let this be the apes movie you know not the the humans movie um that we that we had more of last time um i thought i i thoroughly enjoyed it it's been one of my favorite films of this year um i it when it's when it when it's on and when it sings it, it is quite incredible i think yeah i mean that that's exactly it man when when it's its high moments are higher than pretty much any film ever. You know, I mean, like it's. It, I mean, I, I genuinely think what we're seeing in the first fifteen twenty minutes is kind of game changing stuff. Where it's a com a combination of visual effects and kind of like and, and mocap and, and and character and story that I just do not think we've ever seen before. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. You know, I mean, it's 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 insane. And I mean, there's a moment at the end of the film when Caesar is talking to Jason Clarke's character, where it genuinely, genuinely feels like it's it. it you can see Andy Serkis mm. in there, and it's just like the best makeup job of all time. You yeah. know, I mean, it, 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 and I, it's I'm not saying that to the detriment of the film, saying like, oh, it looks like Andy Serkis. It's fucking amazing that it looks like Andy Serkis. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it's it, I, I, it, it, that that is next level stuff, and I mean, like in terms of like in terms of achievement, again, I mean, like you call back to something like Boyhood, where people are talking about the achievement of um, you know shooting this over over twelve years and uh, and whatnot. The achievement of doing all this mocap in real locations. And mm. you know, and, and and managing to work in that kind of space with those kinds of conditions, and it coming out like this, I, it just it, it you know there are moments in this film that take your breath away, and not just from that point of view, but like there was a moment early on where you see Mar uh, Maurice kind of like teaching the ape, ape shall not kill ape, you know, ape apes together strong stuff, and there are kind of like apes. Um, there are like, like little chimps kind of like messing about and whatnot. And he just like, I think he like chucks something at them or something. And, yeah. like, it's a, and it just like that kind of attention to detail and just like that kind of the, the, the little insight into their society there. It just, it's so, so, so good. It is, that, it's, it, it is meticulous. Uh, yeah. The direction the uh the, the writing's great but the direction and the production design is, is so meticulous even down to the um the score there's you know there's there's some great in the the kind of the apey bits like when cobra's taking his scouting party to go and look at what the humans are doing to keep an eye on them there's very clear and very obviously placed kind of nods to um previous planet of the apes scores which you know i'll be honest had i had we not just watched all the planet of the apes things i probably wouldn't have noticed but the fact that i had just watched Planet of the apes things and there are some people out there who are huge apes fans you will kind of find yourself find yourself going oh that's nice i like that that's that's quite cool there's that there's that kind of little beat thing that kind of the little instrumental sort of loops that you get in, in, in other apes films are reused here and it's it, it, it just it fits well but it's not used overused it's it's still like there's a set there's almost a separate score to the more dramatic bits that is this movie's own and it works so well yeah 
Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. It, like you say, I mean, everything for it is is pretty much it is meticulous. Um, uh, oh, pardon me, just fine. Sorry. And um, yeah, I mean, it, but go, I mean, going on to the acting, I mean, Andy Circus is dependably fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, he, he, he he always is. You know, um, but I mean, also Toby Kebbell, it's. I love the way that in the voice you can actually kind of hear Toby Kebbell in there as yeah. well, and they're kind of yeah. Whereas with with um, with uh, with Caesar, it kind of feels like they've done quite a lot of manipulation in the voice there. I'm, I'm no doubt it's Andy Serkis giving the performance, but they tweaked it in this when he's kind of like when Kebbell's shouting, mm. it does kind of feel like Toby Kebbell shouting, yeah. and uh, uh, that's fantastic, you know. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, those two are the standouts for me. And I mean, Oldman's fine. I mean, he gets that nice moment with the iPads, you know, and um, I, I believe his character and his character's motivations. And I believe Jason Clark's character and his motivations and Kerry Russell as well, even though she has absolutely fuck all to do. Yeah, she really um, has absolutely I, nothing to do. It, it does feel like there was there was more to the human characters that they decided to not use. Because there's no explanation. If there wasn't, there's no explanation for why Kerry Russell isn't just Cody Smith McPhee's biological mum. Yeah, they just have that one kind of mention where it's just like, I didn't know you had a, a daughter or something like yeah. that, isn't it? And, and 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 that's about it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Um, that that it totally does seem like that's the case. Um. I don't know, it's kind of like, I saw this a week and a half ago now, so it's kind of tough to... Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, what, what, what were the bits of it that, because you said there was a few bits that kind of just didn't quite work for you, what, what were those bits that it, didn't... It, it, I mean, generally, the human performances, yeah. um, the the lack of female roles being is something that's kind of like been beaten to death by now about the film, but I, I, I think that is a legit complaint. Uh, I mean, it is... A story of fathers and sons, but I mean, I was listening to the Empire podcast, and um, Helen O'Hara was um, saying, you know, yet another fathers and sons story. I mean, I I, I think that's a le- that's a it, legit it, it, point. It's, it's a legitimate point to an extent, but you know, in the it world, um, it, 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 it's more akin that kind of thing, isn't it? I think. I think you've got to look at the that kind of thing. I, I think. That's true. It, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate argument to an extent, I think, but I think it is an argument that's getting pointed at an awful lot at the moment, um, and it's it, it's starting to get to the point of where you sort of look at things and going, well, I can agree with you on that, and I can agree with you on that, and I can agree on these points, but hang on a minute, are you just looking for it now? I yeah I I there's there's certainly there is certainly an aspect of that to it. Um, I, however, um, I I I think also you could. I, I mean that. I, I, I think that there could be more there. I mean, it's weird that Judy Greer's cast as Cornelia and then given very little to do, even though apparently her and her husband are massive fans of the Apes films, and she was just like, "I will do anything." Mm. And I mean, you it, know, it, 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 it was it was more 
it's kind of weird because she's quite a big name for that part, but then it was literally just because she said, look, I'll do anything you want in this film. Yeah. I mean, is it are people's complaints about the, the lack of strong female human characters or strong female Both. characters? Both. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the thing is, I was listening to uh, the Q&A podcast uh, with uh, Jeff Goldsmith and he had uh, in an interview with the co-writer Mark Bombach, mm. and he actually said himself, yeah, I actually regret this, and we are very much talking about in the next film, like having the strong female characters. But then it's a question of, all right, well, in that case, then are they just going to be kind of forced in there or something? It kind of, if it's not going to be a natural way of telling the story, then you know, maybe just hold your hands up and say, yeah, sorry, we are a, a, a franchise about fathers and sons, you yeah. know, and I mean, it, that kind of is what it is, you know. I mean, and you, I, you I, could quite easily flip, uh, flipped it around and say, and had, um, you know, had Kerry Russell playing Jason Clark's role in it and had just somebody less less important or less prominent uh, as Jason Clark's and had him kind of a little bit more in the background and you know then you wouldn't have noticed a difference um but it's difficult it's a difficult thing because it's one of those things where you can't seem to i i agree that there needs to be stronger female roles in cinema to at certain points i i'm sorry i just don't agree with it in the the eighth world in this movie in this movie you know, in the next movies, you know, if it's still a point and there's there's something else you're looking at going, well, why is it still that? But in this movie, it essentially is them turning, it is Cobra using Ash to kind of go against Caesar. Yeah. If you're then going to start shoehorning it in, saying, oh, we better write a, or we better write a stronger female character, essentially you, you're shoehorning in at the risk of the film. But it's one of those things where I'm going to get accused now by people of having an anti-female agenda in film. I just don't. I just think that there's a point where people have got a, a little bit go, all right, well, maybe that one's not one that we need to fucking start picking at, to be honest. It just seems like it's this current, this sort of, this season's issue at the moment sure. yeah, yeah it is yeah. and it's and yes it'd be fucking great if a female director could direct a marvel film it really would i'd be all up for it if you want me to pick my next bond director i'd love to see Catherine beagler make a fucking bond movie do i need to see more of um caesar's wife in this movie no i don't <laughs> i just don't yeah no, that's the same thing. I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, isn't it brilliant um, that Lucy's made more money than Hercules at the U.S. box office this week?" Oh, it's amazing. It's great that Lucy's done well at the box office. But uh, are people saying it because it's a better movie than Hercules, or because it's a strong, because it's a female action character rather than a male action character? It should be about the movies. I think it's kind of more the Brett Ratner thing, mate, to be honest. It could, yeah, it could be, and that's fair enough. But I just I just think that this... I get your point, though. That this thing, it, it, it's becoming something where now every movie is, oh, well, it's too much from the male point of view. There's too many male characters. There's not enough female characters in it. It's like, all right, what about the other women? 
Not enough strong male characters there. Why are all the male characters in um, when you're expecting or whatever? Why are they all pansy ass assholes? It, it, it just it, it's one of those that, that you can't seem to have an opinion against. Right, we had a slight technical difficulty there uh, when uh, one of our computers shut off. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll I'll stop my rant there um, and uh, I'll wait for all the uh, hate mail from the two fucking female listeners they might have. <laughs> so yes, um, any other kind of issues for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, or is the rest of it all about um, apes on horses? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the, the ending is not the most inspirational ending of all time. I think it's safe, it's safe to say as well. Yeah. You know, it, it, um, the, in terms of like the final fight. Mm. Um, but the... Uh, aside from that, it's apes with horses with machine guns. Yeah, that is pretty fucking... There's a great moment as well where Caesar gets hold of a shotgun... Um, which, yeah, that was magnificent. Um, are we, do you think we're done, Donald? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. It, I, 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 it's, it's a great flick. It's a great, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I do think, uh, yet again, the hype before it came out maybe oversold it a bit, but that kind of is what it is these days. I, I do not think it's one of the best blockbusters of all time or something, but I'm very happy with it. No, I wouldn't go quite that far, but yeah, I'm very happy with it. And to give a, 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 a full range in perspective, uh, I watched it with Becky and Isabel. Um, we watched it on Monday night. Uh, we'd had quite a, a stressful Monday. We'd been, uh, had a couple of funerals and um, we'd had that and we wanted something to just kind of cheer us up. Uh, so all three of us went to the cinema and Isabel loved it absolutely adored it um, so, very nice yeah and Becky loved it as well so it would be bumpers up from all three of us uh, so yeah so that was uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes uh, we're going to give you a trailer for Michael Mann's um, 1983 film The Keep uh, and then we'll, we'll get into that oh yeah on June 3rd Paramount brings you a motion picture event The Keep presented at selected theaters in 70mm and 6-track Dolby Stereo. The Keep brings together no less than 14 Academy Award nominees and winners for technical achievements and special effects. Michael Mann directs this startling vision of mankind's ultimate challenge, The Keep.
Americans are getting anyway. Nothing we do, no security works. trailer for Michael Mann's The Keep, um, which stars uh, Scott Glenn, uh, Jürgen Prochnow, um, Ian McKellen, um, and a few other kind of semi-recognisable faces. Um, it is Michael Mann's debut feature film, um, and it is uh, set in Romania, uh, although it's filmed in Wales, I believe. Was it really? It was filmed in Wales, yes. Uh, Am I going to need to go and visit the location? The Sets of the, the, uh, uh, the Village were built at the disused uh, Glenrohe Quarry, uh, a former slate quarry near Lambres in North Wales. Some interiors kept the utilised stonework within the slate caverns. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, it was filmed in North Wales. Um, yeah. So... Uh, what you've got is it's set at the end of the uh, Second World War, towards the end of the uh, Second World War, uh, and Jürgen Prochnow and his um, platoon want to hide out or take refuge in uh, the citadel uh, known as the Keep. Um, they are told by the Keep's um, keeper, can we call him? Um, there are 108 T-shaped iron crosses, uh, no, nickel, uh, sorry, nickel crosses in the uh, keep, uh, and they are not to touch them. They'll tell them they shouldn't stay there, uh, they shouldn't be there. Um, Do a starts to notice that the keep was designed to keep something in rather than keep something out, uh, and then his men start dying. Uh, also magnificently scarred by Tangerine Dream, if you like watch the correct version it is anyway. Um, Ian, The Keep, what do you think? Okay, so yeah, The Keep. Um, first off, I've got to say, it's probably the ropiest thing I've ever watched on film 4 HD. The, um, the fucking, the, uh, the black bars at the top and the bottom aren't even like the same size as each other. It's kind of like weirdly misframed. No, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's not, it's not had a, uh, a loving, um, <laughs> relationship in its 30 odd years since it was yeah, made, has it? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I think Paramount must be very, very tetchy with the rights to things because I'm very surprised Scream Factory or Arrow haven't picked up the key by now because I'm sure they would if they could. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand. It's... Man has something to do with that. Oh, 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 really? Mm. Like he's a little bit. Oh, if it's not mm. Criterion, then I'm not going to let them. That a little be... bit like that, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, The Keep is a very, very fun film. It's kind of shit. <laughs> um, yes. but, 
but you know, in 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 the the kind of like the loveliest way. Um, it's it's very much about style uh, more than substance, which is something I think you could slightly throw at Michael Mann quite a lot. But yeah. then, you know. The, the the story and the characters and the kind of the men being men thing about his films still work. It's just with this, it kind of feels like in the second act of the film, they just took out every other scene. Yeah. So it just kind of like things jump. And it's like, because I mean, Scott Glenn beds that woman. Really quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. He, he literally know. stands there and then they're having sex. That's it. And you, there must have been more stuff in there originally. I mean, there fucking must have been yeah. more stuff there. Um, well, it, it, uh, um, Man's original version was three and a bit hours. I could see that. Yeah. It, it feels like there is, like, epic stuff going on in here and it you know it's all about the uh, the kind of the relationship between the nazis and the jews and this golem in the keep what it kind of like what what it actually is and this you know scott glenn's character it feels like there's some stuff going on with, with you, know, you know there's more stuff going on with him other than he's some magical dude um I, I, and yet i mean the there's great filmmaking in here, though. I mean, there's the kind of the reveal shot of the keep once they get the um the kind of the blocks out. Oh, it's and it, it is it is wonderful, isn't it? And it's it's pulling through that room and like the the the, the, the fact that like the you know the the light of the, the coming in where the guys were. It just it pulls back and pulls back, and they look so insignificant. Yeah, and it, it just keeps framing back. And it, the, the great thing about that is, is it goes on for an unusually long time. Oh, it goes on for ages. You know, you've got what is probably a good a good forty seconds of it just pulling back and just that getting small. And at first, it's just it just edging ever and further and further into blackness and then all of a sudden it starts revealing bits within the keep yeah no absolutely man i mean it's it's it, it is fantastic um I, what, what, I mean what do, what do you think of the keep <laughs> I, I i'm a, a big fan of the keep as a film it, it's one of those films it's it's first 40 minutes are, are, are just great filmmaking and are a wonderful, wonderful um, film. It, it gets your energy going, it gets you involved, it gets you interested, it draws you in. You've got that magnificent Tangerine Dream score that just kind of, it, it, it fits it so well. And then the second half of the film, which kind of from when the, um, you know, the God of Intwood and the Keep is revealed, from then, it, it, it doesn't quite live up to what we've seen in the first 40 minutes. And, it, and then it kind of starts bouncing up and down a little bit. And you get the feeling that yep. maybe that is where a lot of the the, the kind of the, the meat was taken off it. Um, and then that's where you're left with things, like you say, jump very, very quickly from bit to bit. And it, it, that's when it, it starts to lose you a little bit. And then at the end, it just manages to pull you back enough to go, I enjoyed that, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 it looks great. It's, you can see 
it's being made by somebody with an eye and with a very meticulous kind of nature because you've got these you've got um, turning up uh, Gabriel Byrne who looks seems like that kind of he seems like a a character within a a Michael Mann film um, and and that's that's a nice familiarity uh, there but I, I do think that it does struggle a little bit to maintain its its early promise. Yeah, I think that's totally fair, man. It's the the, the thing is, yeah, that the build up and the kind of the introducing the characters, it's all really quite artfully done. Apart from Scott Glenn, um, yeah. where, where it's just like he's there and he's shagging this woman and lights coming out of his eyes mm. and what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah, that that is what. Yeah. Anyone hasn't seen the key? Quite simply. Um, a woman's the female character gets taken um, to go and stay at this inn. She goes into a room. Scotland happens to be there. They have a conversation, and then the next scene is them having sex. Yeah, I mean it, it is it is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it, it, you know, and the, the ending of the film is ropey as well. Uh, I, I, the, 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 the final confrontation it, it is. Oh, all right, then. So we've got to we've got to have Ian McKellen's character kind of realise the error of his ways, and it it it, it doesn't work. It do, it doesn't <laughs> work um, at all. Um, and I mean, how long how long is the film? It's a, what like about hundred minutes? Uh, just shy of about ninety, just over ninety five minutes. Yeah, and it's it does kind of feel like they were just like this needs to be as close to ninety minutes as possible. I don't care what you take out, just take it out. You know, and it, it's. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the Tangerine Dream score, it, it kind of feels like it's not of a place with the material, but it is still very good. I prefer their score to Thief oh, by get, yeah. a distance. And, of course, Thief was actually uh, man's first film on it, not The Keep. The Keep was the one he made after Thief. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um but I mean, I don't know. The, the cast is interesting. I mean, they all kind of feel like they're they're in a kind of a serious film instead of a kind of a monster movie, which is what this turns into. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of it, it's one of uh, Jürgen Prochnow's better performances. You know, he he's he's been very bad in some stuff. Let's be honest, hasn't he? Sure. Uh, it's one of his it's one of his better performances, certainly that that, we, that we've seen from him. Uh, which I think it was, his, I think it was his first uh, English language movie. Oh, really? Well, he'd, he'd done Das Boot, hadn't he, just before this? Mm. Uh, and then there was this thing. I'm pretty sure. I that makes sense, actually. It's, yeah. his, it's his first. What is it? And he's he, he's very good. There's a great scene between um, him and Gabriel Byrne uh, where they're kind of explaining, uh, we've explained to him his theories on what's in the keep of how it, it's the worst. It, of all of us, and that's it. That you know, that that is a very good scene in the second half of a movie that is quite silly um, to an extent, and that that feels more like what we've seen previously. It, whenever I watch this film, I am hit with this thing, and I've, I've watched it. I only watched it about a year ago, to be honest, um, and it always makes me think. I don't know whether it'd be it'd be terrible, 
But I would really, really love to see Michael Mann's full director's cut of this. Just to see if it makes... If it takes away a little bit of the silliness of the second half. I think it will take away the silliness. I wonder if it would kind of amp up any kind of ponderousness, no? or and maybe yeah. a little bit of like pretension, perhaps? Yes, there's every possibility that that's what had happened. But I kind of would still like to see it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and also, I mean, I will say that the um, the kind of the, the creature uh, looks fantastic in the uh, the bits that he's in. He's not in it much, but um, he looks fucking terrifying yes. and creepy and kind of like in a kind of like unskinned man kind of way. You know, it, it is um, it, it, it is quite a striking image. You know, and I mean, like it feels like Michael Mann had a a, a kind of a, a a feel for horror, but then it just seems like maybe after this film, he just doesn't take the horror genre very seriously. And I wonder how burned he was by this film. I I think he I think he was quite. I think he was more burned. I think he was as burned by the the film, but it was more the process um, sure. of the fact that you know man's you know famously and famously admits it himself. He's a control freak. He he wants to have the absolute control. You know, and he, he, he it was it was a good sort of few years before he made another film. He made Manhunter three years later, um, and then you know in the nine years really, uh, well the ten years between the keep um, and um, and Heat in ninety five in ninety five, he only made two of the movies in like twelve years. So and you know, granted he had other stuff going on. Um, uh, with sort of Miami Vice and things, but um, yeah, he, he does seem like the kind of guy who'd be very much right and like that because that isn't my film. It's it's a film that I made and the studio released. It's not my movie. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't, it just I can't help but think maybe he's got a bit of a, 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 a sniffiness about this film. I mean, Paramount certainly do. I mean, Paramount are famously a, a studio who disregard horror mm. and, you know, release horror films kind of in a, because they have to wait. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just, they, and they kind of make money. I mean, like they, they were very shitty about the Friday, the 13th films. Um, and it kind of, it, it kind of feels like that here, but it, and the thing is, it doesn't quite feel like it's going to get the, um, the kind of really appreciation that say something like Sorcerer, uh, William Frequent Sorcerer has gotten. And to be honest, that's because it's not as nearly as good a film as Sorcerer. Yeah, but yeah. It, it has moments of real undeniable impact yeah. and, and, in, and, and, and stuff that is of interest. Um, there's just maybe not yeah, a lot of it in the second half. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it, um, it, it would take it would take a very kind of loyal, almost like like what happened with Nightbreed, the Caval Cut, for somebody to actively go out there and kind of make an active look for you know more out there to insert into it. It's it's probably touching cloth where or not it, it, it's a good movie. The first forty minutes are definitely not shit. I'd go as far as say. The second but, half they're of the good, film. Man. I mean, the first forty minutes are genuinely really yeah, good. Yeah, genuinely really good. They're, they're definitely not shit. 
but the second half is teetering on the edge of being shit, so I suppose it, it's, it's a bit touching cloth, the keep. Uh, I would go with that. It's actually, no, do you know what? I'm going to say it's definitely not shit, because there's enough in this film that I I really get a kick out of. I suppose the, the then when they, when they realise that one of the crosses is silver and you get that bit and you get the score booms up and you get that burst of light, that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I think there is enough in this film that is wonderful that can uh, negate the, the bad. You know, no. I, I, I'm happy saying... I'm happy saying The Keep is definitely not shit. I'm not going to sing its praises from the rooftops, but I'm happy saying it's genuinely... Uh, definitely not shit. Mm. I... I... I'd go as far as say that it's definitely not shit because I do enjoy watching it and I will watch it again in the probably the next couple of years without question. That's the thing. I I, I would watch the keep again. Yeah, I've, I've watched it twice and I I'm defo. Yes, I'll watch it again. Well, I've, I've, I've watched it four or five times, so I definitely don't think it's shit. Can I really? But then again, I'm saying that that's me. So uh, yeah. Yeah, and you are an idiot. I so. am a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, talking of uh, fucking idiots, um, Brett Ratner's new film. Um, <laughs> Hercules, uh, we're gonna play a trailer from Hercules, and then we're gonna we're gonna get into the muscle and sinew of it all. No matter how fast you run, no matter how far you go, the beast will follow. Man cannot escape his fate. Hercules. Your name is a rallying cry. We all know your legend. You're the son of Zeus. I only want to be a husband and a father. Welcome home, my love. You cannot deny what you are. The gods will punish you for it. The gods that killed your family have unleashed hell on Earth. They are the descendants of Hades. They cannot be killed by an ordinary mortal. The people need you. I am no hero. With a cause can be stronger than a god. We get some rules to follow. Take revenge for your family. Save these people. And restore order to this world. Do we die in this battle? Time's not come yet. Not sure about yours. We will fight for you. And we will die for you. Have faith in yourself. Now tell me. Who are you? I am
Okay, so that was a trailer for the uh, second uh, Hercules film this year. Um, this one is the one that people give a shit about because it stars Dwayne, Dwayne, aka Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, you've also got Ian McShane in there, Joseph Fiennes, Peter Mullen, John Hurt, uh, Rufus Sewell, um, who really should be in more. Um, and who else have we got uh, in there as well? Other people. Uh, Axel Henny, um, Ingrid something something, I've forgotten her name. Balsa Bergelow. Um, Reese Ritchie, who I believe is Shane Ritchie and Colleen Nolan's kid. Fuck off. I, I swear I read that somewhere. <laughs> he plays the storyteller one. The storyteller. I can't find who his parents are. I swear I read that. That can't be true. <laughs> no, it's not true. Oh, fuck. Who's, Who's Shane Ritchie's kid? Um, no. I'll let you stop the show. I need to find this. <laughs> I'll let you look. I'll let you look for this. Uh, yes. So Hercules. Um, basically, what they decided to do with this film was they play up to the legend of Hercules. Um, so essentially, Hercules. The film starts with us being told that Hercules, you know, was fathered by Zeus and a mortal woman, and then Zeus's, you know, wife tried to kill him, so he had to take on these um, 12 quests um, to basically to prove that he was worthy of, 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 of staying alive. And what you've got... Oh. Well, yeah, no, sorry. He, he's not, but apparently he is Jake Roach, and I think he was, like, got a number one single a couple of weeks back. Uh, I think I just sucked out Richie. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes. He was in Finding Neverland, though. Was he? Okay. Apparently. Um, yes. Sorry. So uh, what they do is they play up to the, the, the whole legend element because these are a group of mercenaries. And if people believe the legend of Hercules, it helps them get their job done a little bit quicker. Um, Ian, Hercules, thought. Alright, so, um, I, I, I had fun. Fuck it. It knows how long it, it, it to be. Um, it's got more than enough action sequences in there. I like the idea that he may not like be actually be the son of Zeus. And I think it's quite a ballsy choice that they don't even really confirm it at the end of the film. Hmm. Uh, or do they? No, they don't. No, so that was interesting. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought it, it, it kind of knew what it was and did it abs did it fine, really. I had absolutely no problems with this whatsoever. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, I'm exactly the same. It's... Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's under right, 100 it? minutes long. Um, before credits, it's a little over an hour and a half. It gets in, 
it gets the job fucking done. This film is aimed at, and it, it, there's nothing wrong with this at all, this film is aimed at 8 to 13 year old boys. That's why we liked it. It hopes that, you know, that it might pick up some some female um, 8 to 13 year olds as well because they'll get taken by the 8 to 13 year old boy. It hopes it, that they'll go and they'll enjoy it and there's bits that are clearly there for them to enjoy. But in terms of story-wise, script-wise, tone-wise, everything like that, it is aimed at the, that group. If other people like it, brilliant. But it is aimed at that group. It is a Sunday morning duvet on the sofa kind of fucking movie. And you know what? I loved it. It's great. It's There's loads of action in it for its runtime. It's simple yet effective. The storyline is makes enough sense. Um, there's enough dramatic moments in there that you kind of go, <gasps> but there's not too much in there that you kind of go in really. I, I don't need I don't need a ten minute scene explaining the politics of Greece in a fucking Brett Ratner Hercules movie. You don't get that. It, there's no point in that. The characters all have a point, have a meaning. They work. There's some great comedy that fits the time that it's set in, but fits the comedic tone of now. It is a really entertaining movie that I think that people who can't watch things beyond their own sphere of watching them will get pissy and snippy over. It's really fun. The only major draw that I have is what is Joseph Fiennes doing in this movie? He's He has gone so far down a ham rabbit hole it is untrue yeah um, but yeah I, I really enjoyed it you know Dwayne Johnson works as Hercules he's fucking huge yep um, Rufus Sewell should be in just more movies Ian yep. McShane delivers lines with an authoritarian kind of wit and then you've got a collection of other characters that have their moments to shine. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I um. It, yeah, it, it just it, the thing is, I mean, it, it, it's a film of really simple pleasures. It's not meaning to. It's not Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, no. where it's it's really it, it, it's trying to be it's trying to aspire higher. And it's not like uh, Marvel Avengers Assemble, where it, it's uh, it, 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 it's trying to really aim for a high, 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 high class of blockbuster entertainment. No. It knows its subject matter isn't going to make it do that. You don't, in the nicest possible way, you don't cast The Rock if you want to be more than a blockbuster. Yeah. The, 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 you, you know. There's, there's nothing else other than trying to keep you entertained and make you chuckle a few times and maybe make you go a few times that's all this movie is trying to do it is the literal right what five things do we need to do tick 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 done yeah yeah and there's no there's no issue with that because that's all this movie it's not trying to have 
any hidden meaning. I also like the fact as well is it's not littered with you know wink adult jokes. It is a lot of the comedy is very aimed at everybody will get this joke. The, yeah. the great moment of I'll um, we'll, we'll pay you in your weight in gold and Rufus still just shoves across a big plate of food and just goes eat up. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, uh, and that, it's, that's a terrible, terrible, horrible, horrible comedy construct. But Rupert Sewell can deliver that line. I liked, I fucking loved his, um, right then, first lesson, learn how not to stab yourself. (laughs) Yes, yes, I, it was glorious. But also, it just, like, Sorry, go on. Also, as well, the the human shield fall, and then you get the guy throws his stuff down, and then literally just runs into them, <laughs> smashes yeah, yeah, them all yeah. over. And then there's a great moment where he's finished smashing them over, and he turns around and just kicks one of them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Oh, that's right. He's kind of like going through the crowd, and <laughs> he's just like bopping through them. I just, yeah, I um. I, I don't know. I just think there's an awful lot to enjoy about uh, about the film. And I mean, The Rock as well. I I like. I I, I I actually really enjoyed his character arc here, yeah. where he kind of like he learns that he cannot just be a normal man, and he has to be. Hercules. You know, he has to be more. He has to be Hercules, whatever the legend means, or whether he's just being. Really uh, whether he's just being a good man, yeah. you know, I I, I I thought that was a really interesting idea, and uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, uh, plays that well. Yeah. You know, um, I, that that whole kind of thing about um, you know, you know, uh, a man who wants nothing can't uh, you know can't be bought. So, uh, uh, the idea of him being seen as uh, uh, as being more. More than the king. I mean, Joseph Fiennes has got nothing to do in this film, and he he he's pantomimes it yeah. throughout the entire thing. But I thought that whole kind of thing just—it's it, very simple, but it works. Um, I, I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, like the film would never be more than a seven or eight out. To probably actually an eight out of ten for me because it it does what it's trying to do well enough, but. It's easy to be sniffy about it going in, mm. and I mean, like I, I when I when I mean, like we we said on Twitter, it was either this or the Purge Anarchy. I'll be absolutely honest, I didn't really like the Purge very much, but I was kind of more up for the Purge Anarchy myself. Mm. Um, you know, but Hercules won, so we were doing it. So I was a little bit, oh, I'm not too sure about this. Like ten minutes in, but the the, the kind of the, the reveal that um, you know, the voiceover. And it's kind of revealed that he's actually telling the story to these guys to try and uh, uh, make them fearful. I, I I thought that was an interesting idea, and I'm I'm glad they um I'm glad they ran with it. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, and it, it's it, in terms of kind of myth making and whatnot. I kind of, it doesn't explore it, but the the way that it, it kind of demonstrates demonstrates how he's getting his legend across, I thought worked genuinely very well. Um. I, I I really don't have a problem with this film. No, I, I, I don't at all. Like you say, The Rock is 
very good at it. He, he, he fits it, not just physically, but in terms of, you know, I, The Rock's not a bad actor. He's not. He's never going to... He's never going to win an Academy Award. He's never going to end up doing that. Or he might in the future. But right now, he's a great, fun, blockbuster actor. And he's fine with that. But he fits the role of Hercules really well. You know, he can be incredibly charismatic. And he looks great swinging around a bat with nails in it. You know, there's... Mate, uh, seriously, the, the the sound editing in this film is great as well. The funk yes. of, 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 of whenever he slams that club into people. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, uh, stuff like him punching a guy off a horse or throwing up... I mean, let's be honest, this movie will piss off anybody that likes animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it will. And it's... It's got that that slightly kind of like European feeling where life is cheap, they can get away with more kind of feel to it. Yes. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I there's, there's kind of a pleasure in that. I mean, um, we had like a, a kind of a family barbecue last night. My, um, my, I was talking to my brother-in-law and he was, oh, yeah, what's the Hercules like? And I, I just said to him, well, it's basically a film where The Rock goes around and smashes people with, with a club for an hour and a half. And, <laughs> And, and, and he, he he kind of laughed at me, and he was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, and "I was like, but that sounds like a good film, doesn't it?" He was like, "Well, actually, yeah, it does." Really thinking about it, you know, I mean, that's it, it, I mean, that is what it is. It, it feels like a bit of an also ran in in the um, the summer that we've had, but genuinely, in terms of pure enjoyment. It's up there for me. Yeah, it is. It is me. Uh, do you know what else as well? And this, this, this is the key bit of, of why I think this particular movie was as enjoyable as it was. Budget, 100 million, right? Film looks good. It looks very nice, right? Runtime, 98 minutes. Oh, uh, cannot be understated. Yes. And, and I mean, the thing is, and, and, it and, does... It, 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 it is so pacey. It is untrue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. It, 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 it rolls along. I mean, it, do, it does feel like if it was 10 minutes like more, that would have been 10 minutes that you would have just said, I wish they cut out that 10 minutes. Yeah. There's, there's literally it, nothing you could cut out. And it, it, I was amazed it was only that long. And that including credits. You know, yeah, it's... I, I, yeah. It, 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 for me, it's a definitely not shit. It's really, really enjoyable. Yeah, definitely not shit. I'm looking forward to watching it again in the future when it's on Netflix or if I down, if I um, see it on Google Play for like a fiver or something. I look forward to watching it again. Yes, very good. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, Hercules. Um, so we'll go through our, uh, we've had a few questions. Um, so first question was from Rich Kid, uh, at Rich J Kid. Uh, what are your favourite opening credit sequences? Uh, mine are Lord of War and Fincher's uh, Gone, uh, Gone. That's a girl with the dragon tattoo. The Shining's a big one for me. Ooh, that's an interesting um, one. Because it really sets out its stall of 
oppressive, you're not going to have a fun time watching this, but it's going to be mesmeric. Mm. That's good, yeah. Uh, my favourite open credit sequences are uh, is, uh, Road Warrior. Oh, with the um, the kind of like the four free framing. And, yeah, um, and uh, the voiceover. Like kind of oh, yeah. That. Um, yeah, um, close followed by Enter the Void. Uh, love that credit sequence. But yeah, um, Road Warrior, it's marvellous. I've got to say, the girl, the girl with the dragon tattoos are really yeah, good shout it's that. Really it's, like, it, 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 it's like a Bond title sequence if they had the balls. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, also, I do like the credit sequence to any kind of animated credit sequence. And I don't mean like Catch Me If You Can, the uh, Spielberg film, but things like Christmas Vacation and uh, Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's 2, uh, things like that. Um, better off dead at animated credit sequences. They fucking get me every time. Uh, we do have another question somewhere. Uh, 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 two seconds. I'm sure we had one. Uh, yes. Tom at Very Cinematic. Pirates of Caribbean 5 has just been announced this week. What the fuck is Johnny Depp going to spend all that money on? Piercings for Amber Heard. Um, scarves, loads of fucking scarves, and uh, alimony. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of alimony and a lot of scarves, uh, and a lot of ill. Hey, um, a, a qu- go on, oh, sorry, go on. Go on, a lot of ill-fitting boxes as well. I um I rewatched Transcendence. Oh yeah. Just as good second time round. Oh, very good. Just as good second time round. Um, Donna enjoyed it very much as well. Had more problems with it than me, but um, yeah, she was she was all good with it. Good. Uh, the question that we asked you guys, uh, stay with these questions, uh, guys. Uh, the questions we asked you guys this week uh, were, was, um, I went to, we wanted to know your most overrated and most underrated actors. Um, Greg Taylor, uh, at Greg C.A. Taylor on Twitter. Not sure about recognition, but it's a mystery how Sam Worthington got such a career jump uh, with Salvation, uh, Terminator Salvation and Avatar. Uh, yeah, he, he's not a very charismatic man, is he? Although he, he is in uh, one of this year's best films. One of this year's best. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you were a fan, were you? <laughs> Fucking, I do not know what you were on. <laughs> I've watched it again as well since. Mate, I... Right, okay. All right. I think we're going to have to do this, you know. <laughs> um, sabotage was fucking awful, Mark. <laughs> I... I can't disagree with you at any point of it, uh, other than the fact is that all I can say is I know that on every level, Sabotage is not a good film, but that didn't stop me from absolutely loving every single second of it both times I watched it. And I watched it a second time to see if I watched it a second time and went, all right, yeah, 
maybe, maybe, maybe I, I was just in a really good mood that day. Watched it again and was like, You're oh, mental. You know what? Do you know what? Love this movie. Right? Even though, did you notice the glaring, just, hang on a minute, what moment in it? I'm sure there were a boatload of those, my man. Right. What is the whole... The whole concept of the film is that they steal $10 million off a cartel, right? During a raid on a house, right? Sure. How do the FBI and the CIA know that they stole $10 million when he blows up the money? That's a, ve- that's a very good point, Mark. How? You fucking bomb this film, so tell me. Do you know what? Do you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't have to answer this question because I thought the film was shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's on you. Yes. Uh, I, I don't care. I don't care. I just loved that movie for no reason at all other than the fact that I just loved it. Um, so yeah, um, next one, uh, John A, uh, which is uh, John Zola, um, overrated Daniel Radcliffe and underrated uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Ruffalo especially the guy who's so charismatic, yeah I'll agree with that, I'm a, I'm a huge Ruffalo's fan. Um, I, I'm going to be a dick and say I don't think Mark Ruffalo is underrated, I, I don't think he's overrated, but I think he's given the... the correct amount of due. I, I, I think he's he's making some strange choices at the moment, is what I'll say. But I, I think he, he can be a great actor. Um, Tim Murray uh, at the Reagan. Andy Serkis, he pretended to be a monkey, which we can't disagree with there. Uh, well, overrated or underrated? I'm guessing he means underrated. Nah, man, again, I, I'm being a dick here. Andy Serkis is not an underrated actor. You underappreciate you, a lot. A lot of people who are into films would probably happily blow Andy Serkis. <laughs> I think he's underrated in like a mainstream sense. Yeah. But I'm not too sure whether that's the question here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I think I, my question was was not as much rated. I think it was more that they do, who deserves more recognition. I think was how I phrased it. So maybe I could, could see Andy Serkis on that one. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, rich kid, rich J kid. Uh, less uh, deserves less recognition. Uh, Meryl Streep. Yes, she's a legend, but does she deserve an Oscar nomination every single year? No, she fucking doesn't. I thoroughly agree. Meryl Streep has played the same goddamn character for the past 25 fucking years. Meryl Streep. Um, more recognition. Uh, James McAvoy, his brilliant performance in filth last year, was snubbed by almost all award ceremonies. Again, could not agree more. It was a magnificent performance. Still don't understand how he didn't uh, at least get nominated for a truckload more awards. Um... Ian, any that you can think of that jumped to mind especially? Because um, mine came, basically that question came from, because I, I think Rufus Sewell is a, is a tremendously underrated actor. Uh, I think he, he should be in a, a lot more than he is uh, and in a lot sort of better roles um, than, he, than he seems to get. I'd be tempted to say Toby Kebbell, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, like, I'd totally agree with that. Yeah, definitely. He had 
bless him, he had a couple of years where it kind of feels like his agent was just like, take parts in Disney films. Because <laughs> he's in um, he's in Prince of Persia and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which I swear was like the same year. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I mean, like, Dead Man's Shoes, he is like virtually unrecognisable. He is incredible mm. in, in Dead Man's Shoes. Um, so was and the veteran that he was in, that was that was a lot better than it had any right to be. The veteran, he is amazing in a very, very ropey film. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I mean yeah, that, that, that totally is how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Rock and Roller, he's he's cracking in. Um, I, I mean, I mean, right, uh, sorry, Donald of the Planet of the Apes. I think he's awesome. And it just, like, I, I, I think he's fantastic. And yet, it kind of feels like he hasn't had that kind of like Tom Hardy break yeah. into the kind of the, the, the geek mainstream. It almost feels like he's he's one you could ask a lot of film fans are do, do you know Toby Kebbell's work and they might actually be like who? He kind of um, he needs he needs a role to kind of get him boom. You know, whether it's a, a minor supporting role that he really stands out in or, or anything like that. I think he just needs that. Yeah, absolutely man. Um but I mean it's uh I don't know, and then overrated. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are some. I just that not really coming to mind. I mean, I, your Sam Wilmington thing. I mean, I think is is kind of fair enough. But I don't think he's uh, he's like rated by the film watching community at all. I agree with the the the, the Mel Street one. I I. I year in year out just can't understand you know she can turn in incredibly average performances uh but simply because she's male street people will go oh it's amazing that it's like no it, it's passable is what it is uh yeah. it's not amazing just because it's male street and she's become like that she's become a little bit like hopkins was for about 20 years after lecter where he was turning in quite poor performances and now he still does it turns in poor performances but people are going oh isn't it brilliant he's so hammy and it's like you do realize that hammy's not a good thing no um it's <sighs> actually quite a good shout yeah um i mean like it, i don't know if you're gonna be mean i mean maybe morgan freeman just because you know i mean like he's great in a small amount of films. He's there in a lot of films. Yeah. Like a lot of films. A lot of um, But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know my wife would say Jude Law, um, but I, I, I actually think Jude Law's all right. So. I think Jude Law can be all right, but I think unfortunately more often than not, he's not. Sure. Um, uh, as another one, know, as another one. not for general recognition, I think John Goodman deserves more recognition than he gets on a wide scale, sure. not on a small scale. On a wide scale, I think I think John Goodman deserves more recognition because that guy churns out a lot of fucking films and a lot of really good fucking films as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, right, uh, can we get any emails? 
No, we haven't. We haven't. Right. Uh, so that was uh, episode 74. Uh, it might seem a bit bitty in editing, but that's because we have to stop a couple of times. So apologise if, if it does seem a bit bitty, but I'll try and make sure it doesn't. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a normal um, sort of set-out show, but we do have a guest next week, don't we, Ian? Yes, yes, Noel's going to be back. Yes. Uh, Noel is going to be joining us. I think he might be joining us for the whole thing. I, I know I know he's joining us for the review. Have we talked about what the new marathon is? We haven't yet. Should, should we announce oh, what the new marathon is? Oh, hell, Mark. Well, go on, sir. It's your idea, and a great idea it was, too. Um, we are doing for the, the next marathon. We, actually, we were very organised on this one. We organised this a couple of weeks ago. Um, we actually organised it before we decided to do the keep. Usually we do this where we organise it, we do a retro review because we haven't organised it yet. We are doing a two-packathon. Uh, we are covering the movies of Tupac Shakur. Uh, we're going to start off uh, with his proper film debut, uh, which is the 1992 film Juice. We're then going to move on to Poetic Justice. We're also going to cover Above the Rim. Um, and then we're going to cover Gridlocked and Gang Related. We're going to leave out Bullet, uh, which is the Julian Temple movie, which uh, starred Mickey Rourke, because he really is an incidental character in that. He's not in it very much, but it was very much publicised with him on the post and like that because he just died when they released it. So there's that. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to cover those films again. We're going to cover Juice and then we're going to do Poetic Justice, Above the Rim, Gridlocked and then Gang Related. So I do, I hope uh, Noel will join us uh, for Juice. Uh, It'd be interesting to get his take on it being a... uh, A fan of the hip hop genre. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely coming on for the review and juice. I just need to talk, talk to him about the rest of the show. Yeah. So yes. So next week we'll be starting our new marathon, which is the uh, Tupacathon. Um, anything? Oh, and quick. Yeah. Quick thing. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say after the marathon, um, you know, it's going to be coming up to Halloween by the time we're done with that. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking Exorcist Anthology for September and then into October, maybe Halloween. I, I am very much up for both of those. Very it's much. probably going to have to be two, two a week for Halloween. Yeah. Because you've got the three Exorcist films and the two, like the trailer and the Harlan. Yeah. And then, yeah, about five or six weeks of Halloween films. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can do that. I'm up for that. Cool. So we've just organised about the next three months of uh, marathons then. Nice. Yes. Um, so, yes, uh, any feedback to uh, gmail.com, DoodleMonkey on Twitter, at Ian Lauren on Twitter, at DoodFoss on Twitter. Anything else to add, Ian? I do have one thing, one other quick thing that we'll go over quickly that I was talking earlier. Um, Secret Cinema shit the bed this week, didn't they? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll very quickly just say I run a movie night in York once a month. Um, we went out a, a well, we don't rent out. We went in conjunction with a local music venue where we turned that music venue into a cinema for the night, and we screen 
horror films, we screened cult films. Uh, for instance, last Sunday, uh, we screened Dog Soldiers. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we're doing what we call a Sci-Friday. We instead of screening on a Sunday, we screen on a Friday, and we screen a sci-fi film, and we're screening Blade Runner. Um, these things are not easy to put on. They're really not. And Secret Cinema, we're recreating Hill Valley. That's a big job to do. However, we are five guys. We don't get paid to do it. We do it all of our own accord. But we have a projector. We put on a Blu-ray because we don't have... We can't do it any other way. We put on a Blu-ray. We make a trailer reel to play while people are coming in. We serve hot dogs. We have sweets. We have all these things, right? We charge £4 for an advance ticket. £5 if you want to pay on the door. We do not charge £55, then promise to build Hill fucking Valley and then cancel 90 minutes before, but give no reason why. And Secret Cinema didn't have the greatest of press going into this, and this seems to have fucking destroyed them. But what is strange is the people who are suffering on this aren't secret cinema they're a bunch of people who had an idea started doing it and then essentially have got greedy and bitten off more they can more than they can chew to make more money the people who suffered from this are the people who bought tickets and were going to go who now have to completely rearrange their plans to go to this fucking thing or get their money back and have the disappointment of the fact that it's not happened um and Secret Cinema really don't seem to actually give a fuck about those people. They seem it took arrogant them, and it aggressive. Took them like, it took them like two days to even say that people could have refunds. Mm. And then they, they were like, they were really trying to get people to, they, they were only offering, you know, you'll be first in the queue to get a ticket for another date. You've got people fucking flying in from overseas for this thing. Yeah, and then telling people to don't bring mobiles, and then texting people. Yeah, that people. was a fucking, fucking terrible mistake. It, 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 it just, I mean, I don't know anyone that works with Secret Cinema. I've heard things, let's just say that, from people who do. Um, but it just seems like it's been... The fact that they haven't come out and given a reason for why it was cancelled... I, I, I take it they still haven't. Um, and then you started seeing... And the, the thing is, there were rumours that it was health and safety related, mm. but it kind of seems like if it was health and safety related, they'd probably just... They, they, like They've said apparently the local authority would not let them put it on. You should have had all your permits. But it's like... Yeah, how the hell have you only just worked that out now? The local authority categorically would not cancel an event 90 minutes before it was due to start. They wouldn't. It just wouldn't happen. And you, you look at these pictures that people have put up of Hill Valley, which looks like the clock tower a clock. Lego town in a car park. Yeah. It's... I feel sorry for the people who unfortunately aren't getting the experience they were promised, but it does seem like this could be the fucking nail in the coffin of of secret cinema because no one's going to fucking trust them again at least with something this big yeah but even even now I, I think that their their inability to deal with uh, with 
a setback in a professional and courteous manner has kind of created a lot of ill feeling towards them um, from people because they sh- they should have admitted the problem. Yeah. Even if it's just a look, we took on more than we, you know, it would have been quite easy for me to say, if it is, let's say it is that they haven't finished the set, which let's be honest, is the most likely explanation. That's easy. We didn't finish. We haven't quite finished the set building. We were delayed. You know, it's reasonable to say it's been fucking boiling and people just couldn't work as quickly as we expected them to. That's reasonable. And, you know, it's at least admitting we fucked up. But to just go, oh, there's no, well, we don't, we can't say the problem is yet. And uh, we'll tell you tomorrow, we'll, we'll release a statement at 11 o'clock tomorrow to say whether or not tomorrow's on. Then at 11 o'clock, release a statement saying you're going to release a statement shortly. That's yeah. not a statement, that's an update. Yeah. Um, it's. It, fuck, it was an absolute shocking um, PR <laughs> disaster for them. And I mean, 55 quid. 50, yeah. I mean, and... I just... Somebody worked out the amount of tickets they sold for the event. Uh, it came in at just under 5 million that they'll have made. And yes, that's before they've paid for the event to be on. Licensing fees and set building and everything like that and all these types of things but it, I would sadly hazard that the organisers who are getting paid and the people involved in it who are getting paid because a lot of them aren't getting paid um, are taking a, a, a big financial um, profit of that it's fuck them. I think I think I, I I've always maintained I it would it 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 would make my teeth itch going to a secret cinema event, and yeah. not not just because I'm being a fucking misanthrope. I only want to watch cinema in a dark room. Kind of it just there's something about the Events. it's almost enforced fun. It is. I, I'm not a fan of event cinema because the whole construct of it is you're going to watch that film. So you're going, oh, there's this, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this, and this. Now sit down and shut up and watch this. And it's like, oh, yeah. what we try and do at our movie night, which is a very different thing, but in a way it has a lot of similarities, is we just try and show a movie that people either think already is cool or think looks cool, and we give them an experience of, look, you aren't going to get to see this in a proper cinema. So here it is on the big screen with a lot of the people who like it. We're going to give you a quiz. We're going to ask you some questions about horror films and films. We're going to show you a lot of trailers of films that, that you might not have seen, that you have gone, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, we're going to show you some funny stuff. And here, have a fucking hot dog and some popcorn and some sweets and just have a movie night. It's basically, our thing is, it's a big movie night. And that's all it is. And that is very different to these event cinema things, which do make me cringe a little bit. I I, I just I it's 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 hipster fucking nonsense. Let's be honest. It is. It is. That's the thing. And I mean, I do feel bad for the people who have lost lost oh, like, money. Absolutely. Like, yeah. But it just like 
it's so not what I think film appreciation should be about. No. You don't need anything more than Back to the Future to appreciate Back to the Future. And I do not need people pretending to be residents of Hill Valley to understand how much I like Back to the Future. Yes. Right. You know, I mean, like, even if, say, like, there was one of these and it was Alien or something or Sunshine. Mm. I still wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot barge pole. No. It's in the islands between Peaks Mountain, but that was literally just Twin Peaks. That was just all of Twin Peaks. Appreciation of Twin Peaks. It's like-minded people going there to like Twin Peaks and maybe get dressed up or something. But you don't have live theatre interaction types of things where it almost kind of feels... It almost, almost, almost kind of feels like they're saying, we're going to make this film even better. Yes. And it's like... No, no, you're you not. <laughs> you won't. You, you, you don't have the tools to make this film better. Because if you did, you'd be making, fi- you'd be getting five million pounds to make a fucking film rather than to yeah. show a fucking film to a lot of people, which you didn't even do. Amen, brother. Yeah. Right. So on on, on that that note, uh, that is the end of episode seventy four. We hope you've enjoyed it. A little bit right at, at points, but we also reviewed a couple of really fucking good films. So let's say solid next... fucking week, man. Solid yes. week. I mean, in terms of this, genuinely, I think we've had a really good session today. That week off seems to have brought some energy to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, fucking ace. Yes, and I am incredibly looking forward uh, to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It will be another Foster family outing. Uh, I've not got my daughter here until Saturday. She'll wait for a week and a half with the grandparents. But then next uh, Saturday night or next Sunday morning, probably, uh, we're all going to go out and we watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so Yeah, Don is, Don is coming with me as well. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, we're going to have fun. Uh, the grandparents are going to look after Lottie next Sunday afternoon. We're going to do, uh, yeah, I'm really fucking looking forward yeah. to Guardians and also to having Noel on the show next week. Very much so. I'm starting the uh, two pack a thong. Yes. Cool. Right. Um, thank you very much for listening, people, and we shall speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. Good night. Cool. Right. Goodbye. Uh,